Why, hello, everybody. Pull up a seat, grab a beverage and food of your choice, get ready for 19 inches of Venba. We're going to respawn aim fire the yeah. Reverend Gaming Podcast from Raffle Idiots. Today, we're going to do a barf, a backlog accomplishment with respawner friends. We're going to talk about a little game called Venba. Everyone's talking about Venba. We're here, but who's here with Adam, the guest? What? Do I have a lot of energy? Apparently <laughs> so. First up, uh, hey, Chad, what's going on? It's Chad Michaelinis. 19 inches of this woman named Venba. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Also, we have Alex Cozina. Alex, how are you doing? Hey. Hi. How's it going? Not a lot of energy, but I guess I'll take it. And also, <laughs> joining us... What do you mean? That's plenty of energy. Nah. No. Uh, also, we have uh, Luke. Hey, Luke. How's it going? What's up, y'all? I don't know if it's going well. Am I allowed to say Thanks your full name? Me. Can I put yeah, you, you can... on blast? Yeah, like go your, ahead. your middle name, too? Do you know my middle name? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Luke, tell everybody about yourself. Hello. I'm happy to be here. I'm Luke Lewis. I'm a podcaster, editor, producer, all that kind of stuff. Um, I produce the Lukewarm Games podcast as well as Crossplay Conversations. Occasionally write about video games. I do I do a lot of things, but I'm around. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, y'all. I get one of Thanks those stickers. I want it. You do. You Don do. smiled on one me of, and said, Chad, you get this sticker. Here. One of these <clears throat> cross-play yes. conversation stickers. Ooh, very nice. I like it. I like it very much. Uh, but this is not talking about stickers. We're not talking about 19 inches. We're talking about Venba. <laughs> Venba. Every time you say 19 inches, I get really uncomfortable. I just want to put that. <laughs> Thank like, you. Where are we going with this bit? <laughs> Thank you, Sony UK, for that amazing tweet. Mm -hmm. um, so, I'm going to little talk a little bit about some basic background information basically set the stage yeah getting it ready for everybody for Love the 19 it. inches uh venba is a narrative <laughs> cooking video game developed it's never gonna not be funny it's great um the game was released on uh july 31st 2023 for every console um venba begins in 1988 and follows an immigrant couple settling down in canada and adjusting their day-to-day -day lives in the new environment uh, players control the titular character Venba, an Indian woman who moves to her husband, moves with her husband to Toronto, where they eventually have a son. Uh, the game draws heavily from Tamil culture and South Indian cuisine. So basically, it's a narrative sort of a game, but the main gameplay thing is that you cook, and you're cooking these really cool South Indian dishes, and you're going through the story and learning about Venba and what happens in her life and her son's life as well. Um, and again, it came out relatively recently. Scored pretty well. People seem to like it. Um, but before we get to all that, I will say the last thing before I ask you your, your top level thoughts, the soundtrack, which is the thing that is really cool in this game, apparently is all original. I thought it was just like, these are real songs that they just put in the game. Original soundtrack. I would definitely suggest going on, you know, whatever Bandcamp or Spotify or whatever it's on and checking it out. Cause it's very cool. But you just all assuming that because way. it's original music that it's only on Bandcamp. Well, I, the Wikipedia specifically says it's on Bandcamp. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the, um... <laughs> Go ahead. The first place in which I, you know, heard about this game, like I had heard about it prior to this, but like the first place where I really was exposed to what this game was, was the PS I Love You XOXO podcast mm. where Greg and company talked about um, uh, what the game was with one of the developers. And on the podcast, one of the things you revealed is that they were actually able to get one of the original music composers uh, that like wrote those sort of style of songs from back in the day to come back and do one of those style of songs again for this game. So that's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start at the top of my screen. Chad, uh, give me some thoughts on how you feel about Venba. This video I... game 
I really enjoyed this little journey with this little boy coming into the world of these two parents who had like immigrated to Canada. I enjoyed their story. Did not like the game. I did not like playing the game. Um, but I, I did appreciate the hour and a half that I spent with it and wish that I had consumed it in some different way. Hmm. Did you get a platinum? Did you go for that, or were you I, like, "No"? I'm good. See, here's the th here's the thing. Like, I didn't enjoy playing it so much that like I didn't spend the extra thirty minutes to get the platinum trophy. Interesting, yeah. interesting. I want to go with Alex last because I have an idea. Luke, how did you feel about this video game top level? Um, I really enjoyed it. It's definitely I, I'm a sucker for a good narrative experience, and I thought this game had such a cool level of authenticity and representation that I just don't think we're seeing a lot in the space. Um. I also thought it was the perfect length. I played it in about two sittings and just really enjoyed my time with it. It felt it didn't overstay its welcome. And I thought, like we have said, the the cultural representation, the music, the visuals, I just thought were really something special. So I definitely recommend it. All right. Alex, how did you feel top level? <sighs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> oh, Here man. Go. Here we go. This, we've had a bunch of barf games that have really not worked out for me over the course of the past nine months. Back in January, we played Metal Gear Solid 3 as the barf game for that month, and I thought it pretty enjoyable. I'd already played it uh, previously, several years prior, and so I used this opportunity to go and get the Platinum in it, and I thought getting the Platinum was a good, enjoyable challenge. I liked returning to that world, and when we eventually get Metal Gear Solid Delta, it'll be good to kind of compare and contrast between the two different versions. A uh, month after that in February, we had Doom Eternal, also pretty good, even though with Distance, I feel like I actually slightly prefer Doom 2016 over it. Then we got to March, and we were playing Wario Land 3, and man, <laughs> did I come to actively despise that game the longer it went on. Interesting ideas, good animation, Wario's a really funny character, but I just thought it was like the most laborious and repetitive take on what you could like like it just felt like a metroidvania game without the special sauce it was just yeah not great april we got stranger paradise which kind of was egg on my face because <laughs> i was actually the one that recommended we play that game <laughs> and you know that game was not a disaster in the way that some people have made it out to be but i was disappointed by just kind of how straight it played its batshit premise. We talked about it on the podcast, like the first hour or so of that game is a shotgun blast of insanity. And then from there on, it's just very overly serious to a fault. Didn't feel like it fully lived up to its insane potential. May, we played Minute. Minute, decent, didn't hate it. But ultimately, I just kind of came away from it being like, I, I feel like the premise of this game that you die every 60 seconds is deserving of a better and more fleshed out, more complete experience. Minute very much felt like a game jam game that someone made in 48 hours. It was like, let's just ship it on the store. It's good enough. Again, not bad, but just went away from it just feeling a little bit lacking. June, we played Axiom Verge. You know, that game has a lot of good stuff going for it. it has like great uh, old retro style art, amazing soundtrack, but I just felt like it was a little bit too too faithful to the metroidvania games of old i feel like it didn't do enough to really kind of advance the genre and ultimately i just found the process of playing through it especially towards the end really kind of infuriating also not a great story and then in july moonlighter was selected to be our barf game for that month and i was like man 
I'm actually really looking forward to this. I had never heard of Moonlighter before, and I'm all for discovering a hidden gem that I previously had no knowledge of, and that might end up being my least favorite barf game of the entire year. That game, ugh, man, the further it went on, <laughs> the, the more it just revealed itself to be just an incredibly repetitive, incredibly disappointing letdown of a roguelike, Zelda-like game. Alex, what did Not you think of Venba, though? <laughs> Here's the thing. Going into this game, I'm like, are we finally going to break the curse? Are we finally going to have a good Raft game for once? Uh, a Raft barf game for once? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, okay, okay. I enjoyed this game. What a, ju what a journey. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't necessarily my favorite barf game of the year so far? Not necessarily. Is it my least favorite game? Not by a long shot. I thought this game was a lot of fun. Have some issues with it that I'm sure we'll get into later on. But overall, I enjoyed the couple of hours that I spent completing this game. I had a question for you. Yes. It's been so long since we've sat down and recorded. I, it's been about a month and a half, I think. Minimum. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I'm pretty sure on X you were like, the hierarchy of something's about to change. We're talking about Venba. So that's an interesting tweet to be like, it was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it's the thing hype, is, it's like, you got to build hype. Sometimes when you're in the moment and you're just so incredibly happy to finally like be able to play something good, you like don't really consider in your mind, well, where does this actually fall in relation to everything else? And it's just that, again, in January and February, we played Metal Gear Solid 3 and Doom Eternal, and it's like, I don't know if I can say with 100% confidence that I would put that game above those two, but it's definitely up there. Understandable. All right. Uh, as for me, um, I liked it a lot. I had a good time. I did enjoy... so. The thing about the gameplay and with Chad where like, the gameplay is fine, it's serviceable, but I feel like it's so short and I enjoyed when I got to do gameplay. I was like, oh, cool. It was perfect. I played it in one sitting, sat down, enjoyed it, enjoyed the story stuff. I liked cooking the food. I was like, oh, this is a fun puzzle. Let me figure this out. But and then it was so short and over with. Like, I was never, like, focusing in on, like, how tight are these mechanics. Everything felt good to me, especially near the end when it's like you do a blitz of making food. Um, I was into it. I like. I really like the cooking stuff. Story was cool, and then I was done. I was like, "Awesome, great!" And then I was like, "I cannot wait to talk about it on Barf." And hopefully, I don't forget what happens until then. So it's a it's a up for me. I would say out of those two January February games, it's definitely better than one of them. Not better than the other. <laughs> I'll let you guys decide. Um, but all right, that's cool. It's the top. Is there anything specific people want to get into? I've got one thing. No, Luke, sure. you go ahead and talk. I've been talking. Oh no, you're good. I no, I'm was just gonna. Up. Okay, um, I was just going to jump in on this conversation of the gameplay because I think it's quite interesting. I feel like I've played several visual novel experiences this year that have very like minimal gameplay. I'm thinking of like Coffee Talk. Um, I played Stray Gods recently. Um, titles that I overall enjoyed, but to a certain extent, um, specifically Stray Gods, felt like it kind of lacked that level of interactivity to keep me engaged, and I felt like Venba kind of striked a nice balance for me, where, to your point, Adam, I didn't think the gameplay like overstayed its welcome, and I thought it was kind of a nice change of pace, and um, yeah, each sequence was like over before I had a chance to feel like it overstayed its welcome, so just wanted to throw that out there, but I definitely understand like 
I don't know, this whole, the narrative game genre is kind of interesting of like, if you aren't invested in the story or if you aren't invested in the gameplay, it can be like tough to get through a game. But for me, I think both of them worked well together. So let me talk about just I'm, like, I, I want to hear more what you think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I just, I'll talk about the gripes that I had with it. Cause they're not, they're not big, but, and they're just oh, a couple, sure. but I just want to make sure that we can like t- spend the rest of the time talking about good shit. Cause it, there's a lot of good here. But my gameplay, I think you're right. It struck a good balance, contrary to like Coffee Talk, which I literally fell asleep during and never finished. That like, and that's like the vibe of that game. Kind of is it's like so <laughs> meditative, and this one is right. like, is different in that way. But yeah, yeah. So this one, like, it engaged me frequently enough, and also when it was engaging, it again didn't stay around for too long. My two issues, one one little issue was that it the. The precision of your pointer using a gamepad was not precise enough. And it, it at the beginning, it was fine when it was like three ingredients or three things. But then towards the end, like, pick up this spoon and spoon nine little things into these little pockets. And the spoon was like a sliver, but your hand just kept like moving all over the screen. Like That, that was buggy and, and annoying to me. But the thing that really, I'm not a puzzle person. I do not like puzzles. I really don't like logic puzzles. And some of these were getting into logic puzzle. But the thing that really frustrated me and made me just like turn my brain off for this whole experience was that the correct answer could not ever be obtained, could not always be obtained by just thinking it through. Like it had to have some element of randomness and you had to guess. And the first dish that I realized that was the... Uh, the one we had the onions and the tomatoes and you're like put the onions in first because they have to brown and put the tomatoes in last right. because then the water cools everything down. Yeah. And I was like, cool. It's given me instructions for two things and there are nine on the table. And then right. and then I would put a f- like four or five in. It's like, mom would never do it in that order. I was like, fuck. Right. All right. And put it in. Mom would never do it in that. And it's like, I'm done. I'm done. You can't I just can keep telling that. me that over and over. Yeah. I. Th- the only thing I'll argue there is like, I think that's totally valid to get frustrated there, but I did appreciate like how fast it reset you. Yeah. And like, you could quickly like throw those five ingredients back in once you figured out the order. But yeah, it, there was definitely a level of trial and error. I did use the hint system a little bit just to like, it was more about the experience than about solving the puzzle for me. So that's maybe exactly. that kind of alleviated some of my frustration too of like, I wasn't really worried about not using the hints for this one. This wasn't like a Jonathan blows the witness where I like want that satisfaction of solving the puzzle. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. There's another game that I just like my nightmare. Hate that game. <laughs> fair, but that's fair. exactly. I, I defaulted to the hint system. It was in that, in that, that particular sure. dish that I was like, all right, from here on out, We're every single it. puzzle, yeah. I'm doing the hint every single time. And then it became less of, oh, this is an enjoyable little cooking experience for me to figure out. And more of, this is a chore to do with an imprecise pointer tool. And that that's when I was like, mm, I don't like the game part of this, but I'm so excited to figure out what happens next to Venba sure. and, and her family. I, I never got seriously stuck in the way you're describing when I played through the game. But I mean, I can definitely... Uh, sympathize with the, sort of what we went through. It's just, it's sort of difficult, especially when you're trying to actually really precisely uh, describe how you make these dishes. Uh, it, it, I'd imagine it's probably really difficult to be like, all right, how do we kind of like turn this into a puzzle? And on top of that, also like uh, expect players to kind of like be able to kind of catch up and uh, understand 
like what kinds of spices, what kinds of weird kind of uh, culinary equipment that they might not be familiar with, how the, it, it all kind of fits together on the fly. Um, but I, truthfully, it's not really something that really got me too much. I didn't really, in fact, I don't think I ever used the hint system. Damn, you're just so Fair good, enough. Alex. Well, you did have an entire cooking show on your Twitch for like two years, so that is true. That probably that probably helped me out a little bit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've got some things, some notes, some positives. Sure. Because I didn't really. Again, this game being an hour and a half makes it really hard to like not like it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's in and done for sure. Uh, so I again, I mentioned at the beginning, I love the music. So cool. It's just like, all right, time to cook. Let me put on the music for my home. And it's like, all right, I don't know what these words are. And I'm not supposed to because this is just dope music from India. Awesome. I really like they do it both ways. Spoilers, spoilers. It's an hour and a half visual novel. When the, you switch from being Venva to being the son, what's his name? Anyone Kevin. remember? Ka- Kevin? Yeah. Kevin. That's right. He goes by Kevin. Uh, right. We'll get to that whole thing in a minute. Um, but I like how it's like, okay, she had this cookbook for mom and it's all messed up. So like you're trying, that's like the puzzle part of it. It's like, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. And then when you switch over to him, he's like, fuck, I don't really speak the language anymore. Uh, I got to figure out how to do this. Uh, and I will say like, all of the food looks good, man. I was like, I would finish it, especially that one at the beginning when it's like, it's like a rocket. It's got steam or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that mm-hmm. should look dope. I like, felt like I, I could smell everything too. Like it was like yeah. garlic and ginger in the pan and stuff. And it's just like, oh man, I feel like I'm in the kitchen right now. It was cool. I'm like, man, they know how to eat. They actually use spices over here. Um, I love it. It's good stuff. <laughs> um, and then I will go to my one thing that I think was good, but it was an indictment on oh. Cozy's Homeland. <gasps> the story, I really like. I like the idea of like, hey, we're immigrants. We're trying to have a better um, life for for our family. Like, we want our kid to live, have better opportunities than we did. But it's so messed up. And I think this is just the immigrant story just in general. It's like, all right, we're going to move to Canada. All right, neither one of them can really get a job for, like, what, 20 or 30 years? Because it's like, oh, well, you don't really speak our language that well. And he's like, didn't the dad have, like, a like a doctorate degree? Or, like, he had, like, a real-ass degree. The mom was a real-ass teacher and just could never My get jobs. My understanding is that the, the dad didn't have that degree. Like, he was, like, a trained professional in, like, poetry and journalism or whatever. But, like, he That's was right. lying about that degree on the phone. That's right. Because yeah. he was trying to score that job. Uh, but yeah, I just remember it being very difficult for him. And then makes sense because he's a child, but he's like, he doesn't want to eat their food and like wants to go by Kevin instead of what his real name is. Again, he's a kid. I get it. But it's like, oof, that's rough. These uh, Canadian people telling you that you should get rid of that brown stuff, that brown people stuff and do <laughs> do what we like. I'm like, oh man, rough stuff. And then when they find the dad in after he leaves work in the park and he's like mm, beat yeah. up or whatever. And it's like, all right, well, obviously, you assume something racially related, but then mm-hmm. they stay there, and you cut ahead. The kid's in college. Dad is dead, and mom is sitting in this country she hates by herself. I'm like, man, this is fucking rough, guys. <laughs> what is going on here? What's going on, Cozy? Yeah. You raising your hand? Yeah, so just a couple of things jumping off of what you just talked yeah, about. Yeah, defend First off, Let's go. <laughs> I mean, that's not even the direction I wanted to go in. Uh, if I wanted to defend Canada, I mean, we got Timbits. That's, that's a whole podcast. Yeah. yeah. Timbits, we got poutine, we got Nanaimo bars. Does that we got justify all sorts your xenophobia? We got, uh, what else? Twizzlers. I mean, those are American, but we got them as well. We got, what else? Uh, Panic, I think it's called. It's like a fish 
thing that the indigenous mm -hmm. peoples of the anyways uh getting back to uh the game at hand so first off i will say uh going to the scene where the dad gets beat up in the park i, I do appreciate the kind of deft hand with it with which this game kind of deals with racism you know I, I think that there's a version of this game that would have shown his father actually getting beat up and i think that showing the implication of what happened, I think is that much more stronger than if they had actually showed it. But then I also love how like, clearly his father is, you know, rattled by this experience. Uh, he, you know, for the rest of his life wears a mark of what happened, what with his glasses being, uh, you know, partially damaged. But you get the sense that like, ultimately he was able to kind of move past it. But Kevin is like very kind of traumatized by this experience because he witnessed it as a kid when he's not really able to emotionally process a big event uh, like this. And it's kind of what influences him to kind of become the person that he becomes. It's what influences him to be like, I'm going to reject kind of my culture and try to assimilate as much as possible. And I thought that whole through line uh, was really like a masterfully done. Um, what else did I want to go I have to? Something on, um, that, on that topic of assimilation, I think they handled that conversation really well when when Venda yeah. and the father uh, were whose name I forget too. Um, they were they were trying like he they were frustrated like I can't believe he wants to be called Kevin or that he wants pizza and not and then like they were like but listen we came here for a reason we wanted to have him grow up in Canada and like that comes with. The Canadian culture that comes with more Western things like that. That's part of what we wanted for him. Like, let's let him pick and choose his life. And they said that several times throughout. It's like, this is your life. This is your choice. Do whatever you want. It's like, that's a really like mature way of handling that thing that I am. I assume happens daily to, you know, millions of families too. Oh yeah. Real quick, real quick, before I get back <clears throat> to what I knew I wanted to say, uh, the food that I was referring to earlier is Bannock, uh, courtesy of the Canadian encyclopedia. <laughs> Perfect. Bannock is a form of bread that served as a staple uh, in diets for early settlers and fur traders. Most indigenous nations in North America have some version of Bannock. Uh, and I included a little image. It kind of looks like a little kind of like flat bread thing with seemingly a little bit of salt sprinkled on. Uh, getting back to Venba. Um, earlier, uh, Adam, you brought up how uh, like the game jumps ahead in time multiple times and like characters are like increasingly like very grown up or in some cases uh dead by the father when these time skips happen that was actually one of my critiques of this game is the game i would say doesn't spend enough time just sort of like sitting in the moment and letting us sort of get used to these characters and sort of their current situation it's, it feels like every chapter we're like jumping ahead like a decade or so uh if not more in terms of time and playing through it and i'm like i was like it almost feels like, uh, g give me a sec, because I, I wrote down this uh, exactly like what I thought the first time I played it uh, right here in my notes. Uh, playing through the game, it almost felt like those beginning of episode recaps. Uh, that they play at the beginning of some TV episodes where it's like, we're hmm. going to only show you the most relevant portions of the episodes leading up to this one so that you know what you need to know going into this episode like it kind of felt like the game was so laser focused on only and only the most pivotal moments of these characters lives uh that by the time that i got to the end of it i was like oh man i as much as i enjoyed it i kind of wish 
that it had like just taken a little bit more time to kind of like smell the roses and just sit in these characters. Yeah, I think going off of that, I, I could, I would have played the game if it was a couple hours longer, and I think I would have enjoyed it. But I think there is something to be said for like how emotionally invested in Venba and her family's journey. I felt in such a concise amount of time. I feel like I've played games that are 20 plus hours long and felt like I could care less about the main characters and their narrative compared to Venba being 90 minutes um, and how much I cared for her and her family by the end there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all valid, valid points. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I do love at the end, whenever she's like, I think it's one of the times when you're blitzing and doing a bunch of food stuff. He's like, oh, I'm coming mm -hmm. to visit from college. Because, again, he's gone off. He's oh, rejected her. Oh, and where she makes the full oh, fucking meal. Broke my oh, heart. heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't show up. And I'm like, damn, Vimba. It's like, the country sucks. She's like, finally, there's stores here. You know, I kind of have a yeah. little bit of a, a relationship with my people here. But it's like, he doesn't show up. It's like, ooh. that's And then when she moves back home i was like fucking good for you fuck yeah, i was too i yep. was too <laughs> man i mean like i understand again she's sure out many times it's sure. for the kid he has a better life that's fine but as for me you know if i'm like a 50 year old woman my husband has died i've given my son a better life y'all i'm going home <laughs> and yeah. she like gets to like teach again and like live her life so i'm like i'm glad that she has a happy ending but also like gave her son the thing that she wanted to all along but i'm like thank god you went home because like it was rough for venba for a while there but i'm very happy that it ended up Pretty good for her all around. Is there anything else about this video game that you guys want to talk about? I just, speaking of the, the the screenshot that's on the screen right now, I just really appreciated all of the like little things about Indian culture that I didn't know. I had, I mean, obviously that's part of this yeah. game is just like representation and showing like the part of him sleeping in the bed like how she's like he wants his own room now and he's only five and like we would be sleeping in our parents bed until we were much older back in india and i was like oh that's that's something i didn't know i know my sister did that just i thought she was weird because she slept on her parents bed till like 14 and i was like that's a little old <laughs> that's a little old <laughs> but also at the same time it's just like oh that's that's like an interesting tidbit i didn't know and of course all of the food, almost every single dish that they make in this thing, I was like, I've never heard of this before, but damn, that looks good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, my favorite was the biryani from chapter yes. four. The it like looks layered so thing. good. <laughs> was it they layered it in the pot or whatever? Is that the yeah yeah yes. yeah 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 that was good. That fish I think, though, I know it's a picture that's well, in the background. Gross. I just love cutting a fish. Uh, oh fish, yeah, nasty. Oh, Get out of here. Love I think fish. this game just deserves so much praise for focusing on food as like a narrative device as like a cultural point of symbolism I, I think it's really cool and it immediately like made me connect with the game in a way that i didn't expect and yeah it was just it was really refreshing i hope devs see this and they're like let's get creative let's celebrate our our cultures and i'd love to play more games in this style whether it's food focused or not but just kind of like celebrating a culture i think is really cool now, yeah. I do have a, a last question. Well, Mike, go ahead. I've got a last question if you've got something cozy before that. Uh, yeah, just a couple of things. Um, I, I meant to bring this up earlier, but, you know, uh, playing through this game, I definitely uh, actually had shades of my own family because uh, my grandparents on my mother's side and also on my father's side, too. But specifically in the case of my mother's side, uh, they emigrated to uh, Canada from Italy. And it was sort of a similar situation where my grandfather learned how to speak a little bit of French in addition to his Italian, but my grandmother 
only really spoke uh, Italian until the day she died. Um, and uh, unlike Cavan, uh, my mother like really like learned how to fluently speak both Italian and English and also French as well. And she, you know, spent a lot of time uh, learning my grandmother's recipes and kind of learning and retaining her culture as well. Uh, although, because of uh, her current uh, kind of dietary situation, we actually can't recreate a lot of those dishes anymore. So that's sort of an, an aspect of the kind of like Cuisina family tradition that sort of like had difficulty kind of passing down over time. Um, kind of a little bit of a downer note there, but I just figured I'd share that as something relevant to my family. Um, other thing I just wanted to ask real quick for the group, how did you feel about the pricing on this game? Because like, yeah. I'm not typically someone that like gets super aggravated at video games costing a little bit more than normal. I was definitely on the side of Tears of the Kingdom being A-OK -okay costing $10 more, especially mm -hmm. considering just how much content that game had to offer. Um, but this game cost me like over $20 Canadian. Uh, and like, I knew what I was getting into. I knew this was not going to be a particularly long experience. I knew this was going to be akin to like an indie movie, basically, that I was purchasing for a premium. But I did walk away from it being a little bit like, hmm, hmm, can't help but feel like I wish I'd gotten a little bit more bang for my buck for the amount I paid for it. For our How much is this game, Chad? Freedom yeah. dollars, it's fourteen ninety nine. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah, in the U.S. and then it's mm. also day one Game Pass for folks. For me, it was, yeah, it was great because yeah. I didn't pay anything for it. I was like, awesome! I'm getting yeah, my money's I, worth on Game Pass playing this awesome, cool indie game. Yeah, I'm similar boat. I played it via Game Pass as well. I would say if I had paid the fourteen ninety nine, I think I would have put it in the camp of like purchasing a movie ticket. Of sure. I'll go see a ninety minute to two hour movie experience and pay fifteen twenty bucks for that ticket. So for me, it's it's worth the experience. But I think if you maybe didn't have the proper like expectations going in, like as long as you know what you're getting into when you're purchasing it, I think you'll enjoy yourself. But if you think this is like a multi-hour replayable experience, then you might yeah. walk away a little disappointed. But as long as you're informed about what you're purchasing, I think it's it's worth the the money. It's it's in that weird spot where like if it were nine ninety nine, it'd be absolutely like no sure. question. But the fact that it's fourteen ninety nine, like that, I still feel like I probably would have paid for it full price. I mean, yeah. I did, and but like knowing what I know now, I probably still sure. would have bought it again, just like to support one to support this type yeah. of game and art and vote with your and, wallet and kind of stuff. for an experience. But it is mm. like it's exactly that price that you have to think about it. Like it's not a absolutely sure. Let's go get it right now and suggest it to everyone. It's just like, mm, is it worth it? Yeah, I guess it, like you have to make that decision. So like it's, I also don't think like nine ninety nine is a, a price that is sustainable for probably sure. The, I, I don't know, maybe a dozen people who worked on this game. I think I got from the credits. Mm -hmm. So it's like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I feel it's like just it was worth my, it for me, but maybe it's just my Canadian inflation that's at fault. The oh, fact that we is. have to pay five dollars more. God, freedom does upset. feel good, doesn't it? Mm, I love freedom. Well, I'm and sure dogs. it does. <laughs> 19 inches of Enba. All right, my last question is: tough year, really good year, lots of good video games. 
Luke, that you're perfect for being here because you play so many indies. At least that's what I saw at PAX. <laughs> Jesus I, Christ. I, I do. I do play a lot of indies. Um, how do we feel about this? I don't think overall game of the year because, again, it's an impossible year. But, like, indie game of the year? You know, do you think this is, like, a contender at all? Like a, I, I a, think it's a definitely in the conversation. Yeah. I think yeah. it's definitely in the conversation. If I we're making this. our bracket, then it goes somewhere on the bracket. I don't think it makes it close to the to the top, but it goes somewhere in the bracket. Mind you, I have not played every single example of this genre to release this year, but I think that it definitely is at the top of the pack when it comes to visual novel style indie games that have released this year. Because between uh, Goodbye Volcano High, which I'll be talking on the episode uh, after this, which is not that bad, but you know has its issues here and there, and some of the other visual novels that have released this year that I know haven't really done it for people, it seems like Venba is kind of at the top of the pack in that regard, so... Yeah, I, I would agree. I think for me, it's definitely in the conversation. Um, on our Game of the Year podcast, historically, we always have a lot of subcategories of best narrative game, best cozy game, best like unique experience. <laughs> and so I think one of those will definitely highlight Venba in some regard, because I definitely think it it's worth playing for sure. If you have Game Pass, it's a no-brainer. If you like unique experiences, I, I think this game's really special, and I do think it's one we'll be talking about you know, years down the road of like, what are unique narrative experiences? Like, I think this will still be in that conversation. Alex, what do you think was the best cozy game that you ever made for all those KFAF submissions? Oh, man, those <laughs> games. Uh... I think that's a different cozy, but I love it. <laughs> the best one. The best one was one that actually was never shown off on any of their KFAF streams because back in the day, Barrett was the one that would vet those games and he was very particular about games with music in them that he thought would get them copyright striked. Uh, and so yeah. he made a Metal Gear Solid 3 inspired game. And it was like, I, I, I can see if I can try to find it. But anyways, it was basically, it was like Andy as Snake climbing up the infinitely tall ladder from that one sequence in the middle of the game. And Love Nick as Colonel Vulcan would show up like from the sides of, of the screen, like a Looney Tune character and attempt to electrocute him. <laughs> and it was really good. But yeah, the problem was, is that it got yeah. taken down by the great wall of Barrett because he was, I think, concerned about the music anyways. Very good. All right. I think that's all we have for Venba. Thank you, Luke, for coming on, hanging out yeah, with us. Happy to be here. Um, yeah. Real quick, let everyone know where they can find you again. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can find me on socials. I'm at Lukewarm Lewis, and you can check out the Lukewarm Games podcast and Crossplay Conversations. Right, Lewis is spelled cool. L-E-W-I-S. Correct. Not the wrong Correct. way. I always say it's the first name way, and then W is the last name, at least like historically. We don't have, a, have, to, have to have a whole Lewis I mean, we debacle. can, if you yeah, like to. We have to. It's a good, it's a good <laughs> name. I like my name. L alliterative. Alliterative, you know. Real yes. quick, sure. real quick, before we close out this podcast, the game was Kind of Funny Solid 3 colon Pop-Tart Eater uh, by Cozy Bear. <laughs> you can find it and play it on itch.io. So go check the it out. The thumbnail is very solid, so I'm definitely intrigued. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. God, wild. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. You can find these other two on Responding Fire. Um, that's it. Time to get out and enjoy your 19 inches of Venba. <laughs>